What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Batal Show. Today, we will be talking about what to invest in for the future in 2023, part two. I know we talked about a lot of different industries and stocks in part one, which was dope. So make sure you check that out if you haven't already. But today, we're going to talk about new industries that you probably have not heard of. We're going to share our screen and all the links so you can follow along. But let's just get started with it, right? So the first thing we want to talk about is 3D printing, right? So a lot of you guys have probably been hearing about this a little bit, but not really in detail, right? And we want to break it down for you guys. But before Rel kind of dives in and gives you a breakdown of everything, I just wanted to share the technical definition, right? So when you look at it, what is 3D printing? It's really a manufacturing process that creates a physical object from a digital design, right? And the process works by laying down thin layers of material in the form of liquid or powdered plastic, metal or cement, and then fusing the layers together on top of each other. So that's what you have to kind of imagine. And it might sound complicated, but we're going to break it down right now. So go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited about this one, bro, because we got some real cool technologies that I feel like people have never heard of. And honestly, the companies that we're going to talk about today are going to go to the moon for real, for real. So I need y'all to tune in. Um, but 3D printing is, is amazing. It's an amazing technology. Um, they're already printing fully functioning cars, full dinners, literally dinners, 3D printed, which is weird. I wonder how that tastes. Um, functioning body parts, ventilators from COVID, they were making those with 3D printing. So there's like literally healthcare benefits that you could get from this technology. And the benefit with 3D printing is like, yes, it already exists in many supply chains. So it's you can use it in so many different industries. That's the benefit where it's like industries can now manufacture off of 3D printing, which is way more cost effective and less time consuming. So that's the benefit. The only thing that's a little bit negative right now is it's still early in its stages, right? So it's not as fast as other methods. So it's still being developed, but once they find out how to speed up the 3D printing process, like they're making houses off of 3D printing, bro. Literally, like think mm -hmm. about the type of it is so much more cost effective and less time consuming. So, like I said, stay tuned on this. You want to make sure you're looking into companies that um are it's a 3D printing companies, excuse me. Right. And if you think about it, right? So this is kind of the different industry. So when you already think about it, we talked about the medical industry that's gonna gain a lot of traction in this. Obviously, homes and buildings, and and yes, it sounds crazy. But this is going to save you a lot of construction material as well when you think about it, right? Which obviously is going to then impact real estate in a whole different level. Then you got food, which we talked about, firearms and military. So this, you guys might not know, which is completely cool. But what makes United States United States, and it's funny, I'm actually wearing the sweatshirt, is the military, right? Obviously, we have a really large impact in what we do for the military and how powerful we are. So with 3D printing, that kind of gets even more powerful, depending on, once again, the cost of the material that's being input into this. You have other things that relate to manufacturing, right? Musical instruments, so that industry changes. Anything you can essentially imagine. So there's a lot that goes into it. And just another thing for my startups out there, guys, if you guys want to have a prototype, like an MVP model of what you're really making, you don't have to worry about having a whole building or a whole actual big producing type of product already. You could just have a 3D printed model. 
and it's a lot cheaper because you don't have to put as much time into it depending on where you are in the process obviously right it can be expensive but it depends on where you are so yeah that's going to help that industry too yeah and according to acumen research they say global 3d printing the mark the global 3d printing market is expected to reach 41 billion by 2026 so this is a growing industry so definitely want y'all to stay in tune with that and with that being said let's head into climate technology so climate technology is exactly what it sounds like like it's, it's technology that's going to help with the climate and mm -hmm. so if you were looking into the different issues that are affecting our world right now it's kind of like pick one and then find the solution and find the companies that are providing that solution and invest in those you know so one i want to highlight today for sure is water so I don't know if y'all know, but this water thing is a serious issue. A lot of us are privileged here in America where we don't even like really realize it. So first of all, only 3% of the world's fresh water, 3% 3, 3 of the world's water is fresh rather. Okay. And two thirds of that is stuck in frozen glaciers or it's not even available. Okay. Also 1.1 billion people lack access to water. 2.7 billion find water scarce for at least one month a year. Billions, right? <laughs> Billions. So clearly water is extremely scarce. And they say that by 2025, two thirds of the world's population may face a water shortage. So that's that's major. And that's not that far away. 2025 is a few years away. We about to be in 2023 for it. That's like two years away. That's gonna be right. two thirds of the world's population. So you mm -hmm. need to find companies that are dealing with this issue. And one that you could look into is Xylem. The ticker is XYL. Okay. They're providing solutions for this. You could also look into Waters Corporation. And like we always say, how about getting an ETF? And I know you're, you're pulling up XYL right now. It's what people can see on the screen. Um, they're working, right? They're, they're in progress to, to really start changing the world. And then the ETF you could look into is PHO. That's the water ETF. Because there's other companies that are providing solutions besides Xylem and Waters Corporation. There's there's more into it. So PHO is the Invesco Water Resources ETF. They're just now getting started for real. They're about to take off because I just told y'all the stats. I told y'all the shortage of water. It's getting more and more serious, whether you notice it or not in your privileged state in America. My overseas listeners might understand what we're talking about, where this is a very serious issue. So look into these companies that are addressing it. That's a fact. I mean, you, you're definitely hinting on water for sure. One of the biggest things that I think about, because when you think about climate technologies, it's not only water, it's also solar and wind that goes into it. Right. So that yeah. is right here. That is, as you guys can see, um, something that you guys might have already noticed that America was pretty big on and Elon was pretty big on Elon Musk. When I say Elon, first name basis, you heard. Um, but essentially, it's like solar panels. Right. A lot of countries have been doing this and that's going to be a key focus on this as well. So when you think about it, if you are able to jump in on this early enough and you identify those companies or just ETS, it could help you because obviously the more we focus on energy, the more we focus on the climate, the better the world's actually gonna be able to survive. And that's something we all want, right? At the end of the day, because we want to be able to live. But that's gonna cover that one. Um, the third topic that we want to talk about is cybersecurity. Now, it's it's pretty much a known topic around corporate America if you think about cybersecurity. But a lot of people have probably heard about cybersecurity or been impacted by it because they were jumping in on Facebook. And when that whole hack happened, that was cybersecurity, right? So 
a simple definition before we go into a bunch of different detail for you guys is cybersecurity is the art of protecting networks, devices, data from unauthorized access or criminal use. So that's as simple as that. I'm not going to go into too much detail because that's honestly very, very simple. You just want to protect your data at the end of the day from hackers. So we have a bunch of different information on this. So Rel, go ahead. Yeah, bro. So the cybersecurity market is expected to hit 345 billion by 2026, which like, like once again, it's not that far away. This is a growing industry. Cybersecurity is extremely important. We already talked even on last episode about uh, data and we're going to get even more into detail about data, but it's like data is so important as y'all might realize just by being a citizen in this world, in this country right now, you, your data is, is, is being monetized, right? Like your data is so important. Companies right now are trying to consume as much data as they, po as they possibly can so that they can fuel their AI models with more information. And we talked about that last episode. So if you haven't seen it, please check that out because AI is a huge part of the future and AI is driven off of data, data, data. So if data is so valuable right now, it's like gold, then guess what? You're going to want to protect that gold. And mm -hmm. how do you do it? Cybersecurity. Uh, so like we said, it keeps precious data safe. And um, uh, an ETF you could look into for cybersecurity is called the bug ETF. <laughs> they called it the bug, right? B-U-G, bug ETF. It's a really good one. I love their holding and their top holding in there is actually Palo Alto Networks. And I love Palo Alto as a company. So I want y'all to look into it. We're never going to tell y'all exactly what to invest into. We're just going to tell y'all what to do research on. Palo Alto is that company. It's their top holding for a reason. Um, they have advanced firewalls to protect data and a couple others in there that they have in the bug ETF for like Zscaler and as well as CrowdStrike. I love all three of those, but Palo Alto is definitely a favorite of mine if I had to choose. So that's what I got to say on cybersecurity. And then guys, if you just think about it, right? If you feel like you haven't been impacted by it, that's great. But I'm sure if you think about your friends or family, they probably have. So when you think about Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator, that protects you guys from cybersecurity, right? Even when you have different passwords that Google or Microsoft or whatever has actually started populating for you, that protects you from cybersecurity. And then if you look at it, just global attacks increased by 28% in the third quarter of 2022 compared to the same period in 2021. The average weekly, keyword weekly, attacks per organization worldwide have reached over 1,130. So every week, this is occurring, right? It increased at 18% of cybersecurity is happening in education and research. The health sector, so I know y'all probably heard about the CVS attack that happened way before. This was part of it, right? So this is gonna continue, it's not stopping. Um, and a lot of people have actually said the next world war is gonna be cyber related, not really physical related. So that's another right. point to think about it when you think about cybersecurity and protecting yourself and getting involved in the right companies. Yeah, and you've seen it this year too, with Russia and everything, there's a whole, like, a whole, like, uh, cyber warfare that was going on with that as well russia is major with that so like you said this is it's relevant now and it's going to only be continuously more relevant going forward so i agree bro that's a fact and then last but not least that we want to talk about today is digital twins right so you guys might be wondering once again what that really is so well you could definitely explain it but right now it's just a simple definition for you guys this is directly from ibm themselves it's kind of pretty much what it sounds like digital twin right like digital twin is a virtual model designed to accurately reflect a physical object so digital and twin just basically on a physical format 
Yeah, yeah, literally, bro. Literally, like it's a digital replica of something in the real world. That's all, and you have to understand why this is valuable. So, for example, a digital thing could be a jet engine, it could be a, a wind farm, it could be a building. All right, it could be a whole city. You can make a digital twin of a city. Um, and why this is used is used to replicate processes in order to collect data. So you want to know, for example, how much energy your product will use. You can use a digital twin to figure that out. Um, you could also find out how much noise it will make. You can use a digital twin to find that out. So it's like you're pretty much allowing yourself to test out a product without going through the same processes you have to you used to have to do to test out products so it was so much more efficient and you can make fixes right on the spot and then and then just kind of like see how it works so you you might start to imagine just how valuable this could be to so many different industries around the world um so the way digital twins work is they they combine multi-physics stimulation i mean simulation excuse me data analytics and machine learning capabilities to demonstrate the impact of various scenarios environmental conditions and other variables okay so there's three types of digital twins you have product types where you're mimicking how the product will work as mm -hmm. we just talked about in the physical world okay you have production types which help to validate the efficiency of a manufacturing process you also have performance types which help you improve system efficiency all right and so something that <laughs> it's funny like I wonder what company is uh, specializing in this right now too, has a whole separate side of their company dedicated to digital twins. And lo and behold, it's the beloved Microsoft. And if y'all, <laughs> I can't say enough about Microsoft, but just, just so y'all know, um, some of you may know about Microsoft's Azure platform. Well, Azure has a digital, there's an Azure digital twin, with his, which is a next generation internet of things solution. So they have an Internet of Things platform, which is going to allow, which is like for digital twins. So companies can really use Microsoft's Azure to get their digital twins and start working on their products. So Microsoft is providing a platform for that, for the Internet of Things. And it's like, man, what do they not do, bro? Like, what does Microsoft not do at this point? <laughs> That's a fact. Nah, it's it, honestly crazy, right? So when you think about it, y'all, it's obviously technology that's still evolving, right? It's still being constructed and still developing. So Microsoft is just jumping on the board and putting their money to this type of technology. And that's what's going to help them scale. And not only is it Microsoft, as you see, clearly IBM is doing the same thing. I know Rel kind of already kind of said it, but the advantages and even benefits of it is once again, he kind of said earlier that you are able to see something that happens without putting too much time into it. And that's because it's more efficient, right? Literally, even after a product has gone into production, digital twin can help um, mirror and monitor the production systems, right? There's better R&D, which is recent development, a product end of life as well. So it does a lot of different things. And this is technology that I haven't seen yet, obviously, right? Like you haven't seen it, it's developing. And it kind of thinks about like metaverse in a way that kind of helps me think about it at the end of the day, because they're going to replicate what we have in physical format to digital. And that's what metaverse is already doing when it was building a lot of these banks and a lot of these fashion shows and a lot of these malls and real estate yeah. within the digital world. So that's just one type of thing that you could think about. Yeah, and I, and I love what you said about like R&D, right? The research and development costs, because now companies could cut down on that because if they have a digital twin, this now helps them out with their financials, which makes them more attractive, which brings in more investors. So digital mm -hmm. twin is multiple benefits, not just for the product itself, but also for the, 
for the revenue that they're able to keep inside of the company without having to dish it out to research and development. So, mm -hmm. hey man, there's multiple benefits to this. So you definitely want to look into, for example, Microsoft for providing a digital twin platform for companies to use. So, And listen, y'all, like there's a lot of information, right? Like there's, when we talk about things like this, you guys might seem like it, you guys get lost or you might seem like, wow, I'm not really sure what to think about this, but that's why we want to provide you this information. So you have it right. And you can do your own research on it. We're going to obviously give you all these links just like we did last time. And you're going to follow along. However, we strongly encourage you guys to do your own research and see what you like and see if you're able to start spinning your wheels and start thinking about other technology or companies or assets that you want to invest in and let us know as well. So that's why we do these type of episodes. And that's why we hope you gain value from it. And if you do gain value from it, please do us a favor and like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Plus hit the little notification bell because we drop two videos a week. And you don't want to miss them, man. We appreciate you. We're going to drop another video on Monday that you have to check out. But until then, peace. Peace. Soundstripe.